Welcome to this episode of Ready, Set, Grit, Your Life on Purpose with Ellen Barton, where you'll hear thought-provoking discussion, inspirational stories, and get action tips for creating the life of your dreams. Hello, and welcome to Ready, Set, Grit, Your Life on Purpose, a weekly podcast in which we talk about the secrets behind living the life you've always dreamed of. I am Ellen Barton, and today my guest is Karen Munster-Peters. Karen is a psychologist by training, and she specializes in working with highly sensitive and gifted people who are interested in making some kind of transformation in their life. Karen is based in the Netherlands, and she works with people all over the globe. Karen, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you so much, Ellen. I am so glad to be here. It's an honor. Oh, well, I am thrilled as well, and I have a lot of uh, topics I want to talk to you about, but let's start out by having you maybe um, define what you mean when you say that someone is highly sensitive or gifted. Yeah, well, that's a great, great uh, place to start. Um, well, high sensitivity, let's start with highly sensitive, right? Um, high sensitivity is a trait. So that means you're born with it. It's kind of like part, part of your personality. But, um, but high sensitivity is also part of, of, of your neurological setup. So you are born this way. That means that you are, uh, your, your system is more sensitive to uh, um, stimuli, overstimulation, um, things like that. And we're talking about 20% of every population. So in every workplace, you will find 20% is highly sensitive. In every school, in every classroom, 20% of the children are going to be highly sensitive as well. Um, then we go into giftedness. And um, the transition into giftedness was, for me, was all the way around. I first started working with gifted people and, uh, and gifted children. And I very quickly realized that the main uh, struggle, challenge that gifted people face is their intensity. In other words, their high sensitivity. <laughs> mm, interesting. Uh, yes. And so what we're talking about giftedness, um, if you go into that, into like scientific terms, uh, there are like a hundred definitions out there for giftedness. So it's very difficult to say there's one definition. Uh, the mainstream definition, of, we go into talking about 2% of the population uh, and they would have an IQ above the 130. So mm. that would be if you would go into like into testing and things like that, which I did for many years. I tested more than 700, 800 kids. Um, and then we talk about an IQ of 130 or more. But when uh, parents come to me and they, they really do struggle more with the intensity part. So that means that they experience life so intensely uh, and the uh, intellectual part of that is part of of, of the, um, the intellectual part is part of the intensity which is just one part of the five intensities that people could struggle with so like that sounds to me like um if somebody has this um or is experiencing this state of being in their life that um when you say intensity, you mean like little things become big things. Situations yes. become well, too much say, to bear. Yeah, well, let's say if we talk about the, the most common one that people see right away is the emotional intensity. Okay? 
Why? Because you can see that, you know, like those breakdowns, meltdowns, oh, everything is tough. We like that the deep feelings, those deep emotions. Uh, usually the children are always like, you know, they, they, they love big, but they also hurt in a big way. Right, right. Um, but you can actually experience your sensitivity in different ways, like uh, sensitive to touch. So those are the kids and the adults who are hate all those little labels in your clothes and and you have to cut that out and like the socks have to be exactly right on their feet because otherwise you know love the cozy fleece jackets and the yoga pants me <laughs> uh, so intensity and sensitivity can show up in different ways but it can also show up like uh like psychomotoric intensity so these are the children that uh would come into my practice quickly with uh, parents are afraid it's ADHD, but it's not. It's just the way that their system processes stimuli is by moving. And it's and, and you will see them fidgeting a little bit more and things like that. So they need to move to process things. Mm, so, interesting. Yeah, so these are these are just like only like three of intensities, but um it, it can show up in different ways. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I can see why this is clearly important work, you know, especially here in the States. I think we frequently are, and I don't know, I'm not an expert, but it seems to me from where I'm sitting that we're frequently over-diagnosing like things like ADHD. Yes, I was, uh, I already actually did a Facebook Live on this subject this morning because I was so sad about it. Uh, I was in tears. Um, I have a highly sensitive parents group and I've noticed that everybody really is getting so stuck in all the labels and all the diagnosis. And, and, and it's like they're hiding behind it as well as parents, which was really sad to me because I, I believe that the, the, the thing that we most w- would want as adults, we all want to be ourselves, right? We want to be fully accepted, fully loved. And I wish that somebody would have said to me as a child, you are enough, you are perfect exactly as you are. You are loved unconditionally. Doesn't matter to me how you do in school, how you know how the system is experiencing you, but I love you anyway. And then here we are. We are overly diagnosing our kids. We are not coping with our own children, and then we're medicating them so that we don't have to deal with their behavior. It's happening in schools. The schools are too full. Teachers have no coping mechanisms, so they. Uh, right away go into oh this child needs uh, Ritalin or whatever and that scares me and it saddens me it saddens me because I've always what I've always looked the other from through a different perspective I always looked what's behind it what's what's causing it how can we serve this child how can we help this child thrive without having to go into medication you know how can you support him and instead of saying, oh, there's something wrong with you. And that just really, it was breaking my heart this morning. I, I actually started crying on, my, on that live. So, <laughs> mm. <laughs> because it's really sad. It's really sad. Yeah, I mean, it's a huge issue. And it, I guess a lot of times maybe it's easier to go the medication route or whatever, but perhaps yeah. not in the best interest of the child. Or... Yeah, it's not, it's easy, but is it? You know, mm. I'm wondering on a, like on a soul level and I'm, you know, I love, I do a lot of energy work and on a soul level, what are we doing? You know, what are we doing with our children? 
What are mm-hmm. we doing with future generations? Why can't we give them the gift that we, we crave of acceptance and love and support? Mm-hmm. So energetically speaking, I, 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 I break when I see this. And I understand mm-hmm. that sometimes there's, we need some easy fixes or easy way out. And if it can support the system for a while, I'm all for it. But then you have to do the second, like the, the next level work as well. Mm-hmm. And, and that's difficult for many parents and for teachers and for, and for schools, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. It's, it's, it's certainly a complicated problem yeah. um, for sure. But how did you start out working with the, this population in the first place? Well, um, so I, of course, of course, I'm highly sensitive and gifted myself and I am, um, I did really well in the Dominican Republic where I went to private school and my gifted mind was fed there totally in private school. And I was, you know, encouraged and I thrived and I loved it. And then I moved to the Netherlands and here it's really more about being normal (laughs) and academics. is not something that is really big here. You know, just be normal, just be normal. Don't be, don't be different. You know, we want, you know, we, we have a great system. Don't screw it up. And, and I wasn't. <laughs> so I, I, I had a tough time here in high school and I barely finished it because like homeschooling is not even allowed here. So I had to do it my way and I struggled a lot through the system. And, and, and then I went out when I was studying, when I was in university, um, I was already a mom because I became a mom when I was 20 and my, my, my biggest gift, my biggest guru. And I had, there was this class, I was starting, uh, I was, first started uh, with uh, anthropology, cultural anthropology, and then I shifted um, my studies and I went to child psychology. And all of a sudden I had, a, I had this special, um, an extra class on giftedness. And I was sitting there and she was talking about it. And I was like, this is me, this is me. And I got, you know, I was like, what is happening? What is she saying? Oh my God, is this a thing? Is this something that I can actually study and specialize in? So after class, I ran to her and I said, where do I do it? Where do I sign up? You know, can I help? Can I volunteer? Whatever. And, and that's how my, my journey uh, on the gifted, giftedness path. And then, of course, the high, highly sensitive path started. Yeah. It was uh, actually self, self-discovery, you know? <laughs> That's awesome. Well, you know, I don't personally, I don't believe in coincidences. So there was some reason you ended up in that class. I, I know, I know. Up from that moment on, everything became clear to me, you know, like why, what I was, why I chose to study, what I was going to be specializing in, what, what I was going to be doing. I had like a vision. It, it, and it all, you know, and then everything just fell into place. And all of a sudden, what, the, the, the whole college, university thing was not a struggle anymore, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So cool. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's super interesting. And I guess as your professional career has evolved, you've, you've come into this view that it's important to treat and heal and nurture this whole being. Yes. So it, like you said, it's not just treating the symptoms with the medication. It's not just, you know, looking at one part. So let's talk a little bit about that. Why is that important? Or, you know, tell us more about that. Well, if, if you, we're talking about highly sensitive people and gifted people, um, 
the, the main one of the main issues is that because we have um, because we feel more, let's say our system, our brain doesn't have a filter. So a normal brain, a non-highly sensitive brain, gets input and it filters it out and says relevant, not relevant, you know, makes meaning and puts it somewhere. Our brain kind of just receives everything and it crashes into our system. And that alone just tells you what all life experiences does to the highly sensitive body and to the highly sensitive brain and to the highly sensitive soul. So you cannot, when you're working um, through, you have to work with the whole system. You have to really heal the whole system because it also goes, we, our main, main issue is our depth of processing. We process everything really deeply. So that means that when something happens, it goes really deep into our system. So to access all the layers of healing, you have to take the whole system of the person, of the, the, the environment that they're functioning in, the, the, their, their body has to be healed, you know, you have to go into deep self-care, deep self-love, <laughs> uh, because otherwise you're just, you know, just, just touching on the, on the surface. And we know we don't do things on the surface. We do it deeply. <laughs> so if you, you, if you really want to create change, you have to go deep. You have to go deep. And you cannot go deep by just saying, oh, I need to have a cup of tea at a certain time of the day. No, deep self-care. And deep self-care means on every level of your being. <laughs> and mm. All levels. <laughs> Yeah, no, that makes sense. So do, do, like, do the people you work with, are, do they tend to be like the empaths, the people that are absorbing others' feelings and responding to them? And then, you know, I see you nodding. So I, I guess the answer is yes. But then are you needing to teach them um, kind of like boundaries around that so they can protect themselves? Or how do you so I have a, I, so yeah so I have a really clear view of that <laughs> okay and um, I don't believe that we need protecting okay because yes I'm also an empath um, I believe you have to be uh, fully healed and in your power and if you're fully healed and in your power and aware of what your energy your energy field is doing then you don't need protection you just you're just gonna have, you have to shine bright you know be the best version of you fully aware let that shine light your your light shine so bright that you don't need protection and because i don't believe that anybody can hurt me i just don't because what would that say about me right and um a lot of empaths have become empaths I, and i'm gonna and, and I'm, it's a really sensitive subject in the empath community <laughs> because um they uh, they feel really like victimized by their sensitivity, and I think this is a blessing and a gift. Yes, it can be tough. Of course, you have to learn to work with it, but this is just something that you've been training throughout your whole life. And the same way that somebody can really be really good in math and not do have it on all the time. I'm not talking math all the time. The same way you can actually pull your field in and be more aware of what you're doing and not practice your empath abilities the whole time. Because the thing is that most empaths have had really bad childhoods, mostly. 
they had trauma, experiences of trauma in their life, and they're already their ability to feel more, they actually, what they did is that expanded their field into hyper-awareness so that they could feel around them what, when they were safe, right? So this was a survival mechanism. It's a coping mechanism. This hypersensitivity, hyper-awareness is a coping mechanism because you have to be hyper-aware of what your parents are going to be doing today, what's going to be happening, am I safe? And you've been practicing this. But what you didn't know, most empaths don't know, is that they have done that. It's a practice. It is, they've trained it. And what you train, you can actually also say, oh, I can choose not to now. And I can pull my field in. And I can, I don't have, because now I am safe. And I am safe, with, safe within myself. So this is my view. And yes, I do teach them certain tools in how to not be on all the time. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because yeah, otherwise they just, they just suffer. You will suffer. You will suffer if you think that this is a curse. One, because you think it's a curse, you're already suffering. And two, because you don't know how to shut it off. Mm-hmm. And you said that some people develop their empathetic abilities. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. does that mean that as we go through life, we can learn to be more sensitive or learn to shut it off sometimes? You know, yes, like absolutely. we have control. We have control over this. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I, I don't believe that. Uh, like, for example, I'm really triggered when somebody who uh, doesn't know me uh, goes into my own field and starts reading me, right? And I think that's just, you're overstepping my boundaries and you're overstepping me by thinking that you had no choice in not doing that. And that's not true. We are, we can make a clear choice. It's a choice that we're not going to be on and we're not going to be going into other people's fields and energy and reading them on us, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because I think that's disrespect. And I respect myself enough not to do that because that will drain me. If I would go and say, and I would be thinking that I'm helping everyone by being this open. I'm not. I'm not mm-hmm. serving myself and I'm not serving the other by overstepping their boundaries and their energy and by overstepping my boundaries. And so I do feel that there's, there's a really clear choice that you can make about how you manage your own energy. And that is your own respect and boundary that you have on yourself because it's just not healthy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just not healthy. And you can train it. And the more, for example, I mean, when I first started doing this work, I, I thought in, in psychology, actually, like in a private practice, psychologically, I was, I was receiving information from, uh, I was just looking at like a, a photo of a child and I was getting all these insights and information. I was, and I was like talking to the parents and I was sharing my views and they were like, and you're getting that from that form, you know? <laughs> and I didn't realize that I did it because it came naturally to me. But the more I've done it and the more I've trained it and practiced it, the sharper it has gotten. And I know now that what I feel and know is true. But I doesn't mean that I have to place that on everyone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I, lo- I really like the way you're talking about this because I think a lot of times 
some people think, you know, almost like in the victim state, I'm a victim of my emotions, I'm a victim of my empathy or whatever. So I love that you're talking about this power. And I want to, um, uh, you know, go a little bit further with the thought of taking your own power back Mm -hmm. and um, step into a question around transformation. Mm -hmm. So this, you know, transformation, intentional transformation is like the ultimate power Mm -hmm. in some ways over ourselves and our future and our destiny and our lives. So um, I'm sure that this is something that you help people with a lot of times. And when people are stepping into this change, change is scary. Transformation is scary. New things are scary. Um, and you're dealing with highly sensitive people. So I am going to just, you know, assume that it's even yes. more so for them. So how do you help people navigate through change and transformation? Well, I'm, I'm very much about, um, I really do tune in into the people that I do work with because you have to be ready. Um, transformation is not something that happens overnight. We know this, right? We, we have first, first we go deep into our own pain and suffering and then we go into, oh my God, I really, this, something has got to give. I cannot keep doing this. My soul is dying. And from that space, you start, you know, transforming your life. Um, so, um, a lot of people are really stuck in the fear of transformation. And that's something that has been coming up a lot. <laughs> the mm-hmm. last few weeks, I've been, um, having like, um, uh, discovery calls with clients and they would be like, yeah, but they, they would not go into working with me because they were so scared. And there's nothing I can do about that. They have to be ready. And, you know, they, sometimes it takes just a little bit more and they, they have to have to work with me. Truly, you have to have like a certain foundation already in place because when I go deep, I go deep. And that means that it will sometimes hurt to look and to to be in that space, but I will be there with you, right? And I and I'm and, and it's a really loving space. At the end of the tunnel, there's only love, right? We 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 know that it's going to be totally worth it. Uh, so that's why I I do ask people to already have a certain foundation in place, and I'm talking about already you're already sleeping enough, you're already eating, you, you know about nutrition, you know that you need to be moving more. Um, you, the system has to be ready to receive deep transformation, right? You know what I mean? Because I, sometimes, um, let's say that like the, the first things I am talking about, move, eating, moving, sleeping, that's just the beginning. We know that. <laughs> we know this is just, that's just the beginning. When you're becoming aware, oh, oh, my body needs something else. Oh, oh, maybe it's the food thing. And then we go into the food thing. And then we say, oh, maybe I should be moving more. And we go into moving. Oh, meditation, that sounds really cool. I'll go do that. And oh yeah, sleep, it's also important. Okay, I'm gonna go, I'll make sure that I get an hour more a day. But that's just the beginning. (laughs) That's just the beginning of your journey. And so I do um, really ask of my clients to already be in that space of, being able to go into deep healing and I will be there for you. You know, that's it. And it's, it's, it's not as scary as, as it seems. I think that fear is always something that um, really surprises me 
because my soul has never given me the choice. <laughs> my soul says, if, if we don't go there, I'm going to die here. And I mm. have to. I've always had to dive deep into my, uh, into my own healing process path. And when people say, oh, I don't want to go there. I'm like, do you really have a choice? Do we really have a choice? My soul says, I don't. Because my soul right away goes and crashes and starts screaming at me. <laughs> but other people think they have a choice and you don't. It is actually or trans or heal or suffer. So if you want to be happy, if you want to be thriving and vibrant and energetic in life and go into purpose and fulfillment, you go into deep work. <laughs> mm -hmm. and, and, I, and, and those are my clients that know this, that feel that that feel, okay, we're going to do it and we're going to do it well and we're going to die deep. <laughs> mm -hmm. No, that's, that's, that's great. Thank you for sharing that. Do you have um, like a success story you could share with us of somebody that's really been able to transform or I, I want to say do better, but that's probably the wrong way to put it, <laughs> you know, have a better experience after working with you? Like what, how, how have you been able to help somebody? Well, there are many success stories. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure. So I, I work with people, uh, preferably who work with me for a year or more, because that's, those are the clients that are really shifting into, because we know how that goes, right? We, we, we heal something and then our system shifts and then, oh, damn, crap. I have to shift that as well. And then something else comes up. So, mm -hmm. so I've been working with, uh, with, uh, five beautiful ladies in my group in my group program it's a year program and all of them have been uh it's already it's it's uh, september we started in january and the things that are happening there they just blow my mind you know that they just you know they, they realize oh my god it's about me you know everybody's you know we first go into oh it's that and it's that and that and, oh, it's me and the acceptance and love for themselves that they can create from that space that you know it just I feel so blessed and honored to see that happening um even if it's just like the deeper connect deeper connection to themselves deeper connection to their children that they have created um deeper creation uh, you know uh, connections to their husbands because they realize that it's all about that inner work. It was never the, it was never them. It was never the outside world. It was always them who needed to shift into something different. And that, but that it takes time because when you shift, the system shifts and then it has to like accommodate again. And then, and then something else shifts and then that shifts again. So yeah, I, I, I am so blessed to have these uh, women who joined me because it was my pilot program uh, when I first started doing this, uh, this work uh, fully online. They were the first who said, you know, we're going to go with you in, on this journey for a whole year. And it has been really great. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it's so fulfilling to see that kind of transformation. And you're right, it takes time. Absolutely. But um, it, it's exciting that you're able to like shepherd them through that yeah exactly that shepherd <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes. well like you said you know the answers are always within and that is I think probably one of the biggest truths of life and so many people are always seeking it elsewhere um, or through 
you know, alcohol, drugs, whatever, you know, material goods, um, a million things. And that's never the answer, obviously. No, it is. <laughs> it is. It's yeah. distraction. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is. And and some people obviously, you know, go through life and never come to this place of within this place of real peace and power and happiness. Exactly. And that's sad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it really is. So, Karen, lovely to talk to you, but um, I'm going to have to wrap this up in the next mm-hmm. few minutes. Mm-hmm. Is there um, some beautiful wisdom you can leave us with before we do? <laughs> Not to put you on the spot, but, but you know, some pearl of wisdom that we haven't gotten to talk about that you'd really like to, that you'd really like people to know or to share with the world. What, what do you oh, think we need to hear? Oh my God. I just, I just wish that people would love themselves deeply. You know, I would, I really do. The connection that I have with people is that I, I fall in love with them. And through that love that I have for them, they see their, they see their own beauty and they can accept their own power and they can feel that they are so worth it. They're so everything they want, everything you want. It's worth it and you are worth it. And that turn, you know, aligning to yourself helps you align to your purpose. And that aligning to purpose will fill you with passion. And that everything just falls into place, you know. And is it going to be easy? No. But it's going to be worth it. It's going to be so worth it. And I just, I wish that everybody would love themselves. The same way that, you know, I love humanity. With all the imperfections, I love them. I love them. And I wish that we could come from that place of love, from ourselves to also give that to others as well, you know, and break those cycles, break cycles of the generations that, you know, we don't have to go through life in a certain way just because that's why you were brought up or it's always been this way. You can transform, break cycles and heal the generations instead of just recreating. <laughs> that mm. what does not serve us anymore. That's yeah. it. That's my, that's, that's my message. <laughs> that's, that's beautiful. And I, what I'm feeling, I want to add to that is, is that it is accessible to everyone. Like this alignment, this purpose, this, this happiness, this inner happiness is not something that I can have. And you can't, you know, it's everyone can access this. Yes. And that's what I said. It's a choice. There's some, there's a choice. It's like, like there's a choice in uh, feeling hope you know you can you can shift that you can actually shift that and say I choose from this moment on to do different so that I can be different and 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 you don't have to stay stuck there's a choice in saying no I'm breaking those chains and I'm moving forward you know that's great right <laughs> when you know they're okay this is happening it does not make me anything less I can I can break that cycle and I can move forward again and again and again to grow and to grow and to persevere in that purpose that I know that is here for me. Because otherwise, I, I, I mean, I feel that we all have a purpose, right? We, we all have, um, there's a reason for my suffering. 
But if there's a reason for my suffering, that means that I can transform that into something really positive as well. Yeah. And that's the, that's the choice. You can stay stuck in suffering, or you can transform that into something positive and help you, your children, the world, anybody around you that touches your your heart and your field. Instead of negativity, go for the positivity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's the magic of life. I mean, that's the that's thing. The magic of life. And we all have it. That's it. Just gives me goosebumps. Yeah, it, I it know. Is, I um, know, right? Yeah. yeah. Chills. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's beautiful. Karen, thank you. Um, I'd like you to just share one last thing, and that's how people can work with you. What kind of programs do you have, or how can people get in touch with you? Yeah, well, I'm have, I have um, the easiest way to get to know me better is to just to join my, uh, my uh, group on Facebook because I'm there daily and I'm sharing a lot of different things on, on, on routines and rituals and manifestation, but also deep healing meditations. I've shared, I'm sharing them there as well. And that's the Vibrant Sensitive Group. Um, and I also have, I've just started a healing circle which is really awesome already. And it's just launched and it's really cool. You can join at any time. Um, and we're creating like a mini witching circle there, you know, a little tribe of people who are intentionally working already on themselves and uh, want to do that on their own time because you can access everything at any given moment. And, um, and that's a, a healing circle, which is really fun. And of course, you can work with me one-on-one as well. And uh, you can find my website. It's just thevibrantsensitive.com. So. Oh, wonderful. Well, I will post all of those links yeah, thank on you. my website too. Thank you so but, much. Um, thank you for being with us on the show today. I really appreciate it. I, I really appreciate you and this platform for people like me to come and share our gifts. So thank you. Yeah, and thank you. And thank you to all the listeners of today's show. My guest was Karen Munster-Peters. You can find this interview, links to Karen's website and social media pages on our website, readysetgrit.com. Thank you again for joining us. And please check in again next Friday when we release another episode with tips on turning your daydream into a phenomenal success. Thanks for tuning in to Ready, Set, Grit, your life on purpose with Ellen Barton. Look us up online at readysetgrit.com where you'll find daily inspiration, links to our social media, and where you can access our eBooks and online classes. Ready, Set, Grit, inspired actions, real results.